Um, there it is. What up, ladies and gents? Yeah. All right. So, 12 budgeting tips from everydollar.com. Let's see what we think about 12 tips for your budget. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. What up, <laughs> ladies and gents? Happy Monday. We're Happy ready Monday. to take on the week. And yeah, yeah. it's also the middle of the month, which means some of you are getting paid. Uh, there's no better time to talk about budgeting than any time you're ready to talk about budgeting because it starts with today, <laughs> right? So let's you can change your habits anytime, right? Anytime. Like right now is a new second. That last second is gone. There's a new one coming up right now. So there you go. You can start at any given time. There is no reason for you to wait to start a habit way down the road. No, no need. More excuses. I All right. So that. anyways, uh, I pulled this from everydollar.com. They gave us 12 budgeting tips. So James and I are just going to go kind of back and forth and talk about these 12 budgeting tips. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dave Ramsey is very much a zero budget, a zero uh, sum budget. He likes for you to, to budget out every single dollar and he highly recommends this everydollar.com type stuff. So I figured why not? talk about these uh, specific categories. This is mainly- So that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. Well, that's where it's promoted. I don't know that. I don't know if that's where it comes from, but that's where I heard of it. So- okay. uh so heard about it Dave, from Dave, Dave Ramsey. From Dave Ramsey. Remember, Dave Ramsey, Ramsey. is a uh, zero personal He's the zero debt. debt, yeah. He's the zero personal. And, mm -hmm. and I got I to gotta emphasize, I always throw him under the bus because I always say Dave Ramsey's a, he, he believes in zero debt. He believes in zero personal debt. So I don't know what his uh, views are on, you know, as you're building a company and make sure you have the cash flow, make sure you have enough leverage to uh, sustain payroll, that sort of stuff. I have no idea mm -hmm. what his thoughts are on uh, on business accounting, but I know on the personal side, you shouldn't have any of that personal debt. So right. let's get into this first one. Uh, number one is budget every month before the month begins. So yes, uh, for me, this is, a, this is kind of a big one because... Uh, when you're talking about budgeting every single dollar, you got to make sure that you're ahead of the game. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. start your budget today. Like I said, you can look at your budget today and get yourself set up, but it's really not going to go into effect until that very next paycheck comes in. Now you can do month to month. You can do paycheck to paycheck. The reason why they go with a month to month budget is because usually the expenses that are coming to you on a personal level come on a month to month basis, Truth. your rent, your mortgage, your, uh, your insurance premiums. If you finance them, you know, over, over credit uh, card payments cell phone payments all that stuff right yep. all that stuff so making sure that you budget your stuff ahead of time it's it's just great advice you're preparing you're being proactive you're going ahead of the game you're making a plan to succeed because if you have no plan then you plan to fail right you just mm -hmm. that's just the way it works you either plan what is it plan to fail fail to plan yeah if either, you if you fail, if you fail to, to plan, plan then you plan to fail that's then what it you is. plan to fail there you right? go <clears throat> All right. So 
let's go on to number two. So first of all, let's go, let's just say we're being proactive. We're going to plan our budget. We're going to go ahead of time. Well, just out of curiosity, uh, just throwing this budget every month before the the month begins. It's really funny. Uh, I can go all the way back to my Navy days. Uh, I remember sitting in a school, which is right after boot camp, where they trained me how to do my job, which was this (laughs) anyway. Um, and like every week I was redoing my budget just constantly 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 working on it my best friend at the time adam he used to make fun of me man he used to just tease me all the time because that's all i did was just sit there and work on my budget nowadays it's part of my monthly planning so on the first of the month i do i review my budget and i make sure that i'm you know set to go for for uh for the month but i also plan my budget even quarterly like i have a quarterly projection of where I expect my personal finances to be. So it's, you know, if I'm paying down debt, where am I today? And where do I expect to be by the end of the quarter? If I'm uh, putting money in my stocks account, where am I today? Where do I expect to be by the end of the quarter? Not just the money that I put in there on a monthly basis, but also the stocks growth, right? So all of these things are, are things that I plan ahead of time. Um, and I guess that was my only thing was was quarterly versus 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 monthly. It's two two separate types of planning. Yeah, well, that's the extra step. Most people who are listening to this on their personal budget aren't going to go to the quarterly level. They'll you know, if you can succeed at the at the monthly, then that's the next step to go to. And honestly, if you can plan out a year, you're way ahead of the game. That's that's uh, a more comfortable position. When you're talking about businesses, they tend to plan out quarterly and annually. Right. So, <clears throat> all right, number two. Speaking of planning, budget to zero every dollar this is why it's called every dollar every Mm -hmm. dollar that you bring in needs to be accounted for so when you're creating your budget make sure you list all your sources of income if you got that little side hustle like you're doing the uh you know some lift look back at the last month at last year at this time how much did you earn this month how much how many days are you going to put aside to go work uber what's your average day going to be like when you make a little bit of money on uber or maybe you're selling stuff on on uh ebay or epsi or whatever it is Write down all your sources of income so you get a good idea what that stuff, what how much income is going to come in for the month. Then uh, write down all your fixed expenses. Now there's fixed expenses and variable expenses, right? Fixed expenses are things like your mortgage. It's not going to change or your rent, right? It's not going to change. Uh, some of the utilities are are fixed. They're going to stay about the same. Things like your cell phone bill, unless you you know operate on minutes and data still. But otherwise, otherwise they're going to stay the same, right? Your grocery bills for the most part stay the same. The amount of gas that you use in a month pretty much stays the same, right? There's some things that are going to stay roughly about the same every single month. Those are your fixed expenses. Then account for some of these other expenses, such as, you know what, you're planning to go out on a date this month. Okay, make sure you, how many dates are you going on? What restaurants do you plan on going on? What's your entertainment budget going to be look like? Are you going to go buy clothes? Do the kids need clothes for school? Start to write these things down. The cool thing about doing this budget, I know, you know, disciplines and restrictions and things like that, they suck for a lot of people. They don't like to have limitations, but don't think of it as a limitation. Think of this as your, as your like exploration time. This is where you get to decide, you know what, I am going to plan a good date with my wife. You know what, we're going to do this. We're going to spend about this much money, but this is the plan for the date. And I can get my tickets ahead of time, book the dates ahead of time, right? I know my kids are going to need clothes. So this is the day that we're going to go do it. You're being proactive and you know what's going to happen in the month. You have it already scheduled out. 
just because you schedule a date doesn't make the date not spontaneous. Just throwing that out there. You can still have fun spontaneously. Hmm. Just, you know, you know where you're going to go to eat. You know what you're going to do for entertainment. You know, there's still a little bit of fun or keep the surprise in there. Now, every dollar needs to have a, a name. So what they're saying is you have income that comes in. You're naming that income where it comes from, like Uber, your job, whatever it is, right? But in, And then you have expenses. You're naming your restaurants or whatever you're going to be going on, your fixed expenses. And then at the end, you might have money left over, hopefully, right? You're having some money left over. Make sure that you put this money towards a specific goal, whether it's paying off a specific debt or you're putting money away for your, mm. uh, your liquid savings account or whatever it is. But make sure that every dollar is accounted for. What often, oftentimes what people do is they uh, decide that they're going to save whatever's left over. And at the end of the month, there's nothing left over, which is why they never <gasps> have a savings account, right? There's too much month at the end of your money. You want to avoid that sort of thing. So name every dollar uh, on your budget should have a, a, a name, right? It should have something that it's identified with. Um, number three on our list here is track every expense. So every expense, everything that you spend money on, you should keep track of, especially at the beginning of what you're, uh, of your budgeting, because you want to see what you're impulsively buying things like, you know what? I went and bought gum. Cool. Keep track of it. Just write it down and log it, right? Keep it up to date because you're going to see really quick that every time you go to the store and you're buying some of these impulse things, all that money is adding up, adding up, adding up before you know it, you've spent you know, uh, in, in an impulse situation, a hundred, 200, 250 bucks. Don't drink in prime. That is Don't impulse drink buying in too. prime. I was totally going to say, <clears throat> right. That is impulse buying too. And before you know it, you look back at your credit card. That's linked to that, uh, Amazon account. You're like, Holy crap. I spent <gasps> 300 bucks this month. And because you didn't allocate those funds for that, that money is now gone. That money could have gone towards your debt. It could have gone towards your savings. It could have gone towards some other purchase, whatever it is that you're trying to do. So keep track of every expense. Every All right. I learned something cool. Need. I learned something cool this weekend uh, hanging out with you. Uh, you got to tell our listeners about your envelope story. And when you spend something on that credit card. <laughs> All right. So here's here's how it works in our household. This is this is so we use the envelope accounting system, right? So at the beginning of the month, I always go to the bank and I pull out the money that we're gonna use for groceries, our fund money, our gas money, and then our allowance. The wife and I get an allowance, right? All that is in cash, and we and we try to stick to our budget. So we only spend the cash on hand. We don't try we try not to swipe a card as as you know as little as possible. Sometimes you can't help it. I understand that. So we do have our cards on hand, but for the most part, we try not to use those. Now you can't pay for cash on Amazon. That just doesn't work. You can't use cash on Amazon. So anytime we buy something, if we go to the store, we have to swipe a card or whatever it is. We on our own honor system, the wife and I take our own money that we had allocated to our own allowance and we have a separate envelope that we take the money out of our own personal allowance budget and it goes into the into that envelope. And that envelope is is for uh, expenses that we spend on Amazon. So at the end of the month, that envelope should equate to the money that we spent on Amazon for the month. So it's like we take it's like we paid cash, but we paid with our card. Right. And we just put that money away. And so and, and it's a, a, a cool little thing because because the wife and I hold each other accountable. I'll go buy something and then she'll look at me. She's like, did you put the money in the envelope? And I'm like, oh, damn, I forgot. And so I go and put my money in the envelope. She'll buy something. It'll come in the mail. I'll be like, hey, did you put your money in the envelope? And it's just our way of keeping track on each other. Right. So that we stick to the budget. Because we, because you stick to the budget, a budget is not a bad thing. It's you controlling your impulses. It's you controlling your habits, which is number four, review your spending habits, 
right? It's you controlling your spending habits so that you can do other things, right? <clears throat> uh, we want to redo our backyard so we can host nice events in our backyard. Well, that's going to take a large chunk of cash. So we've been putting money away for that. And the only way that happens is if we stick to our budget. If we go impulsively and buy things, you're eating away at the, at the plans that you want because you're impulsively buying what you want to buy today. So review your spending habits and, and be real with yourself. Like, don't lie to yourself. You're, I mean, this is for you. So if you're cheating, you're cheating yourself, right? There's nobody else who's going to come and look at you. I'm not going to go over there and review your budget and be like, mm, uh-uh, that's not what really happened, right? This is for you. <clears throat> So number five on our list is to set a realistic budget. Remember, this is for you. And the first time you set, this is a combination of five and six, by the way. The first time you set a realistic budget, you're going to go and you're going to look. You say, you know what? I think my grocery expenses for this month are going to be 400 bucks, right? And so you put that in your budget. You, you do everything and you're going to go through your list. And as you're going through your month, you're going to see, oh man, 400 that was a little tight. I don't think I can do that. So number six on the list is make adjustments. Your budget is a living document. It's what you do on a regular basis, on a monthly basis. You're going to see that on some months, you know, Christmas, for example, on mm -hmm. some months, you're going to spend more money versus other months. And so once you start setting your budget and you work through it every single month, and then you work through it and you've been doing it for a year, you're going to notice a couple things. One, you're going to have a savings account because you intended to save you proactively put that dollar amount that named it savings or whatever it is you're putting that money for so you proactively did that uh number two you're gonna you're gonna have a good idea of what you actually spend versus what you think you spend you're gonna have a, a number three you're gonna know exactly the financial position you're in you're gonna know your debts and number four, you're going to have like what, what our, our point number six here is you're going to have adjustments made so that this living document is flexible throughout the whole year. You know exactly what you're doing every single month. You know how to allocate funds for certain things and you're sticking to it. You're being proactive and you're sticking to it. <clears throat> now, we call it fun money uh, on ours and it started off as what we call number seven, the miscellaneous category, right? Don't I have forget. three categories. You have three? I have, th I have three. They're the three G's. Gas, groceries, going out. Those are good three categories. Those are good three categories, right? And going out, that includes the miscellaneous. But, but but here's here's the thing about yours, right? You have three categories, but like you said, you've been working on your budget meticulously for a long time. So you've simplified time. what you do because you've already been doing it for a while. You know what your categories are supposed to be. So you kind of just group them together. Uh, you know, and that and that comes after being uh, intentful on in what you're doing. So when you're first there getting were, started, there were a lot of times. I mean, in in those uh, early years, like when I first joined the Navy, I used to carry a little uh, notepad in my pocket, in my back pocket, one of the little like it was that big, right, Just in my back pocket. And whenever I spent something, I pull it out and I mark it. And you know, I was trying to be really like, uh, you know, there was there was groceries and then there was eating out and then there was snacks like yeah and you try to break you know, it down trying to break it down like that um but for me simplifying it to those three just made it super easy and that's kind of where you know this miscellaneous one is it's it's all in the going out but yeah. And, and here's the thing, like there's, there's plus and minuses on that, right? On the plus side, when you break it down like that, you know, where you're, if you're spending, you know, 200 bucks on snacks and, and mind you, you were in the military. So snacks included beer, 
right? So if you're spending 200 bucks a month on alcohol snacks, was its own, was its own category. Oh, you had its own category. Oh yeah, absolutely. But at least, but that's the point, right? Is you knew how much you were spending in that category mm-hmm. for some of you who are getting started in this whole case. Number seven is create that miscellaneous category, that miscellaneous category. You'll never uh, remember everything in your budget. Every single time something always comes up and that's where this miscellaneous budget is, is good for. It's that, you know, that, that a uh, couple bucks that you're going to buy Girl Scout cookies in December or, mm-hmm. or that birthday present that you forgot to get for your niece or nephew or whatever it's going to be, right? Something like that. A miscellaneous category is always great to have. You have some cash there on reserve. And if you don't end up using it, you can take that miscellaneous and apply it to something that you want to apply it to. You can apply it to your savings account. You can apply mm-hmm. it to your, uh, you know, cash reserves. You can apply it to your investment portfolio, whatever it is that you want to do. So having that miscellaneous category, especially at the beginning is great to have. And I think uh, no. I'm, I'm going to just throw this in here. When it comes to these different categories, the biggest benefit is what I keep saying about our other businesses and our other ventures. If it can be measured, it can be improved. Hmm. So if you are someone who has an alcohol budget because you're in the military and hey, we're going to drink when we're out, you know, uh, work hard, party hard. Right. Um, <laughs> or you have, or you're a smoker, right. And you, you, spend a lot of money on cigarettes or smoking, uh, what, what do they call it? The, the devil's lettuce, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever it is that, that, that your vice is, if there's a, if you're able to track how much you're spending on a monthly basis and you want to improve on that, the only way to improve is to be able to measure it and have that, that category set up for it. I didn't think you had it in you. Yes, you did. All right. Number Eight, budget for annual and semi-annual expenses. Just because you, uh, it's, it's, uh, what, February doesn't mean you can stop, you, you shouldn't put money away for Christmas. Or maybe you have your house paid off, or maybe you, uh, you, right? Lay away, whatever it is, right? Maybe it's uh, your car insurance, for example, and you pay it every six months so you can save a little bit of money on that finance. Whatever it's going to be, some of these bills that come in are annual bills or semi-annual bills, and they are hurtful bills if you didn't prepare for them. So uh, in, in accounting, what what is called what we call it is called a sinking fund. We already know that this is the amount of money that we need to come up with. So we put money into that fund so that when that fund is ready to be exercised or we already use it, we're ready to pay off our car insurance or we're ready to pay for a surgery bill or we're ready to pay for Christmas or that vacation you're going for. It's already fully funded, but it's been funded throughout the year. You're not waiting till that last minute because what happens is you wait till that last minute and it's not like you weren't going to go on vacation. You're going to go. So what do you do? You swipe the credit card. And now that $2,000 vacation turns into a $2,500 vacation. And most of it goes to, you know, MasterCard and Visa, right? You do not want to do that. Nope. So budget annually and semi-annual budget for annual and semi-annual expenses. Number nine, Uh, just throwing, just uh, throwing this in there. Um, Include things like maintenance on your vehicles. Ooh, those are biggies. Include that. Throw, 50 bucks a month or you know if you never have to fix up your car if you never have to make any big expenses on your car cool you got an extra 600 bucks at the end of the year right uh you can use it for christmas you can use it for whatever you want but if that emergency comes up you got that money right there yeah you're not stuck and you know you're exactly right those so one of the things that dave ramsey talks about is the baby steps and the first baby step is to put away a thousand dollars right 
and the thousand dollars is a is an emergency fund and in it's it's not a lot of money to be putting away especially if you have monthly bills that are you know two three four five times that right every single month but mm -hmm. to have that on reserve is great um i i have a, a buddy renee who was uh he he had uh, been putting that money away and he asked me to hold it for him so i held it for him and uh, i held it for him i don't know for about six months and then recently he was like hey dude um my you know i got i got to change the tires on my car is it okay if i pick up you know some of my emergency fund to take care of that i was like yes that's exactly what it's for he didn't reach and grab a credit card he didn't go and borrow money anywhere else he had the cash on hand that's the emergency fund. Those are the nice budgeted things for, that's not quite the budgeted thing. This is your emergency fund. But imagine if you already know, look, your car wears and tears, your tires wear and tear. They're going to go bald at some point. You're going to have to replace them. So how much does that cost? I mean, go to, look it up online real quick Four tires, your tires installed. It's probably going to be somewhere around eight to 1200 bucks, depending on your vehicle, right? So have that money put away and start applying to that. You know, you just got your, your, tires, then you know what? You're probably not going to need tires for another, what, two years, three years, whatever it's going to be. So allocate that money, 20 bucks and just drop it in. If you, if you need the visual, get like a tin can and put car tires, label the car tires and you drop in 20 bucks into that thing every month. And then when it's time to get new tires, guess what? You open up that tin can and voila, the fund has filled up and you have the money on reserve. So budget for some of these big things, put that money away and take care of, of, of those major expenses ahead of time. All right, number nine, save for big purchases a little bit at a time. That's what I was just talking about, right? So yeah. you want to make sure that those are the things that you're putting away, that you're you're allocating for, for those big purchases. So let's do number 10. Well, that, I think this one also is, you know, bigger goals too. So if you want to save for a vacation or something like that, save for that a little bit at a time as well. The emergency fund is one thing, but this is a, a more purposeful type of savings for something that you want to do something that you want to have you know what this thing is really cool actually if you make it a family event so oh, yeah. so something that's really cool is is uh you, you about that of, big screen tv right that was awesome so that's a good example so back in the day right we wanted a big screen tv and back then they weren't flat screens or curved <laughs> They were giant square projection box TVs, right? These things were huge. Enormous. Uh, and, and we wanted one, right? Because we've never had one. And, you know, dad wanted one. He couldn't buy it by himself. I wanted one and I couldn't buy it by myself. James wanted one. He couldn't buy it by himself. So what do we do? We're like, you know what? Let's put money away together. Well, we're going to put all this. We're going to put money in this bucket. We're going to put it together. And when we get that money, we're going to go get it. And we started, I think we started like, I don't know, like in June or something. We started putting money away. And mm -hmm. that Christmas, we went out together. We went to Sears, which doesn't exist anymore, but we went to Sears. <laughs> <laughs> got your victory dance. Well, I got it right here. Yeah. And that's what it was like. That's exactly how we felt. <laughs> do you remember? We actually went and they were sold out. They were sold out of big got screen the floor TVs. model. So we got a discount because we got the floor model. And that TV was awesome for the time, you know, for, for yeah. you know, I mean, TVs obviously big got better over 65 time. 65 inch, like projection tv massive i mean oh, this thing's man. funny guys remember if you guys remember these kinds of tvs you could only watch the tv from from straight straight, straight. in front you like couldn't you like lay down at the side you couldn't yeah uh -huh. you could it was weird nope, right nope. that's the way be right in front of it oh it's too funny a little side story so we were watching the ring 
that was how long ago this came out. So the ring, and there's a scene in the ring where the that evil little character comes out of the TV, and you notice that she's gonna come out of the TV because this fly that's on that that they're watching lands on the screen, and then all of a sudden the fly is like on the TV side, on the person side, and it like flies away. And we're watching this big screen TV, and we're all happy, and we're watching the ring, and then this fly flies on the screen, and we all just kind of like <laughs> didn't say anything. We all just kind of looked at each other. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna I, ignore that. Right. I, I had a little bit of trouble sleeping in front of that TV that night. Yeah, it was a little. <laughs> All right. So anyways, that, but that's the story, right? Save for these big purchases. So that way, when you do get them, it feels so good because you've put that time and effort. You've put that uh, those funds yeah. away and you've earned it over a period of time. That's a difference between having a luxury. Which is, let's go on to number 11, right? Number I was 11 gonna say, is speaking of differences. Yeah. Understand oh, the difference between needs and uh i'm all sorry budget up. for fun budget for fun right we didn't say hang on hang on, hang on number That's 10 cool. we'll number... skip we'll skip number 10 we'll go back to it we'll go back to 11 10? okay yeah 11. We'll go okay. Back to understand it. the difference between needs and wants so uh things that you need right things that you need are not necessarily what you want you do not need a cup of coffee even though almost every single one of you out there is going to say oh no i need my coffee in the morning that's that's definitely a necessity i need that you don't absolutely need the coffee and if you do need the coffee you don't need to go get the five dollar cup of coffee all the time right now i can hear people that i talk to on a regular basis saying you can't get rich by cutting things short all the time. You can't, you know, you shouldn't, this is not the, this is a different discussion. We're talking about right here is controlling your spending habits. Another conversation for another day is if you want to make, if you want a better lifestyle, go make more money. That's a different conversation and we can have that one too. Right now we're focusing our attention just on necessities. So if that's the conversation that I'm telling you, you don't absolutely need Starbucks. You want Starbucks, right? You want that fancy coffee. You don't need those $150 pair of shoes. You want the $150 pair of shoes, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need that Gucci purse. You want that Gucci purse, right? Understanding the difference between needs and wants and needs you need to take care of. That's the first things. Those are the necessities that should be in your budget. Your wants, that's what we're talking about. I'm not saying don't get those things. All I'm saying is pay for them in cash. Put away the money that you need to. Make that thing a true luxury. When somebody buys something that they've put money away for, they've worked for and they've earned it, they put it away and now they've paid cash for it, it's much more valuable, especially to the person who's getting it, than if you just swiped it with a credit card, right? That's fake money to me. That's that's you pretending you're balling on a budget. When you actually mm -hmm. put the money away and you do it, that's what that's real baller status. That's you earning it. That's you putting it away. You deserved it. You you uh, delayed gratification for that thing. So understand the difference between needs and wants. How are we doing like on just, time? Just refer refer back oh. to uh, tip number nine. Save for big purchases a little bit at a time. A little uh, bit yep. at a time. We're good. We're good. Okay. So let's do let's do uh, let's go back to ten. Back and then to we'll ten. Do 12. Okay. Back to and ten is 12. budget for fun. Now here's something that's weird, right? I, we often think of a budget so negatively we have this negative connotation about discipline and budgeting that you forget to throw into that budget the coolest part of living which is fun right yeah. if you're if, if, yes. if this is this Groceries. is on a regular going out that's going fun. out that's your fun money right i literally yeah. have we literally have a, a well we don't we don't actually keep the money in envelopes anymore we keep them in wallets but we have a fun money wallet right fun uh money. and 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 we call it fun money 
because that's what it is. We it does. I don't even know every month what we're gonna do. Sometimes, right? And at this point, we just have that fun, those funds allocated. But it could be anything. It could be like you know, we could randomly are like it could even be a boat, right? We can randomly just go to. We, we've done it where we go play laser tag one day, right? We're like, hey, what do you want to do today? Oh, I don't know. Awesome. We still got money. It's the end of the month, and we still got money in the fun money book and the fun money uh, envelope. Let's go do something. Okay, let's go play miniature golf. Let's go play laser tag. Let's take the kids out to dinner or whatever. Been a while since you've done any of that, though. Yeah, that stuff don't happen right now. COVID. But it's in the budget, right? Put money aside for that fun. If you don't have fun, right? If you don't do those things, like right now it's 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 uh it's COVID time, take that money. And then put it in one of those sinking funds where it's maybe that vacation you want to go to, mm-hmm. or may, you know whatever it is. But allocate the money ahead of time. Budget for fun. Fun is part of your life. Do not create a budget where you're not going to have fun in your life. Yes, it might be a little tight. Yes, it is designed to help you get ahead. Yes, you have to cut some things out when you're first getting started. But understand that this is your life, and you want to make sure that you allocate the fun part of it in there too. You do the same thing yep. with your time. And right. going back to uh, to tip number six, make adjustments. Uh, I've done this before, you know, living on my own for a while, uh, figuring out what my fun budget was going to be. I was thinking, you know, if I go out once a week, maybe I'll spend forty bucks, you know, and that's my that's my fun money. Uh, but then it turned out that I was going out two or three times a week and spending, you know, a little bit more than that. So it, it's okay to make those adjustments as long as you can make up for it in other parts of the budget. There you go. And the last one, number 12, give yourself grace. In other words, words, you will make mistakes. This budget that you're creating is a living document. A living document means it changes with time. Your needs will change. Maybe you're single right now and then you get married. Your budget needs to adapt to that situation. Maybe you don't have kids and you have now a new kid or twins. Your budget needs adapt to that situation maybe you're single and you get a dog your budget needs to adapt to that situation right it is a living document just because you've allocated something in in january doesn't mean that that same thing has to happen in march or in december for that matter you can alter and move things around you have the flexibility it is your life just like i can just drop in any video clip because it's my show what? what ain't no country i ever heard of they speak english and what Yes, they do speak English and what, right? Just because I can do that on my show, you can do the same thing with your budget to, to reach the same goal that you want to reach. So those are the 12, uh, the 12 budgeting tips. Uh, remember, we got them from everydollar.com, uh, which is one of the Dave Ramsey recommendations. So go ahead and check that out. If you guys are interested, the uh, link is in the show notes. And we just wanted to give our two cents for you guys today. So thank you guys very much for being part of the program. Hopefully you learned a little something. Put that budget to work for you. It is your tool it does not rule you you control it so take and make it happen that's all we got for you guys today peace bye-bye and we're out thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.